Would you rather be in a cocoon or a beehive? Cocoons harbor feelings of safety and security, while beehives tend to evoke chaos and excitement. Now, depending on how you answer this question, it'll likely reveal something about yourself in the traditional sense. Perhaps you'll be branded as an extrovert or an introvert. We think it's not that black and white. We think this is a question of curiosity and evolution. The creative growth that takes place internally is an inclusive process that affects all creatures, regardless of their outer shell, from lawyers to artists, from busboys to poets. Today, we sit with two co-founders that have built a beehive, the Common House, an ecosystem one part co-working, one part social club, but all parts community, a gathering space for growth. We take a deep dive into these systems at Common House, and we learn about the intricacies of creating a space that nurtures beautiful stories. When we dare to question our perceptions of space, we often find that the result is sweeter than expected. It's no wonder the newest location of Common House in Chattanooga brandishes that same logo on their front door. Welcome to Activated, the future of content. I'm your host, OG Baca, a.k.a. the Hernani God Body. Uh, and I'm joined today by my uh, team member and candor uh, co-founder, the great uh, the Moss. Great. Wow, the great. I got the great this time. <laughs> you didn't even tell us that was your moniker. Oh, yeah. We have <laughs> AKAs and monikers, and oh, yeah. I switch them up on every episode. Nice. Um, but, you know, Rainier Wolfcastle is here with me. <laughs> yeah, it's your boy Moss, Rainier Wolfcastle. What's up? I'll tell you guys what it means later. <laughs> and we're joined today by um, some business owners, some socialites, doers, makers, and all-around creative people in Richmond, Virginia. We are yeah. today. We're actually outside thought? of Who'd have thought? We're, mean, <laughs> we're outside of the DMV today, still in the V of the DMV, uh, but we're meeting with some business people that have an uncommon approach to how we meet and cultivate the community. And you know, uh, Candor and Activated were all about cultivating community, so we really wanted to talk to these guys. Uh, so today, we are proud to welcome Ben Pensgraf and Derek Sieg, co-founders of Common House, a co-working space. Uh, actually, I'll let you guys explain yeah, what it. Is <laughs> What is it? We always house? start with social club because okay. we're like a we're, you know, we have some other amenities like co work and, mm -hmm. um, you know, we do private events and we do programming. But we start all of, you know, we're social club first, and then we look at all those other things through that lens. So, um, you know, there's some other places out there that have maybe started as, um, you know, co work space first or started as. Uh, hotel first or whatever mm -hmm. and you know some of the things that they add on when they get to a social club it's kind of through that lens through the co-work lens or through whatever lens it is and we always start with the social thing that's kind of yeah. our core business um kind of goal and principle is to build community connect people um yeah yeah everything we do is geared towards building community and so we've everything is through that lens and so it could be like the floor we're on right now is you know has offices on it mm -hmm. right and there's open co-work space and there's offices but like we want these offices to be filled with all different types of people and all different types of companies and professions that all add to the overall community and um and so yeah so whether it's our food and beverage it's our programming our fitness wellness or the amenities we have in here it's all about building community 
That's very cool. Well, I, I must say that this is our first podcast in person since, uh, you know, the start of COVID-19 in March. Yeah, and it's wild. It's very wild. Um, this might be, what, the 10th time I've seen Moss? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> not on the screen. <laughs> yeah, not on the mask. <laughs> but, you know, to, to have this sense of community here after kind of being so disparate and away from people for mm -hmm. so long, you know, it's definitely warm to have here. So thank you for the, you know, space that you've created. But oh, let's talk about, you know, how you guys got to building that community. Uh, you know, you guys are business people, but I'm sure you've had careers and you've had full lives before you started, uh, each of you started Common House. So uh, I wanna start with each of, you, each of you. What is your background and how, to, where did you start and how did you get to creating Common House? Uh, let's start with you. Well, Eric. I'll start because, um, uh, so I'm a filmmaker is my previous um, life. And I was working on a documentary about the card game Bridge which is the most fascinating topic um, we learned, but no, it, it actually <laughs> is. There, there's more to it than than um, you know, just grandmothers sitting around and playing. And actually, that's what kind of became very interesting to us is this card game bridge used to be one of these things that knitted communities together, along with book clubs and churches and you know, neighborhood associations and all these kind of different ways that people would connect and would meet new people and would you know share ideas and all that stuff and through the course of studying um bridge through the lens of this documentary kind of got exposed to these people talking about like so bridge is on the you know brink of extinction people yeah, don't really don't play, play it anymore. anymore people who do play it are getting older and older and you know so we started looking at people that were talking about like what led to things like this dying out and it's all around the idea of social capital these things that kind of make communities and are the engines for communities and i you know as somebody that gets excited about things got kind of turned on to the idea of doing something to bridge you know, the gap bridge the gap totally yeah. um so my first idea was to start a bridge club which was um you know kind of a failure from the start because i don't know how to play bridge <laughs> and <laughs> And so that was never going to go anywhere. You bring that up in the beginning of the story. Yeah, man. totally. Yeah. You totally know everything about Bridget. Yeah, right. Um, but anyway, it started, you know, it was all the, it was, it was really the getting together and connecting with people that was the whole purpose Point to begin with. So started, um, I had been a member of this place called Soho House, which is out mm. in LA and yeah. in New York and different major cities. But I had moved back to Charlottesville and things like that don't exist in Charlottesville. And actually there aren't, many things where people can go to meet Community. new people and build networks and belong and all that stuff. So the kind of experience of having been in a club that was contemporary and cool and all that stuff and young and whatever, um, kind of married together with this idea and the experience of living in a small town. And so the, you know, common house started to take shape as this club in, you know, not a, global city and just a regular city in the United States. Is that yeah. why you have a bridge room in yeah. the common house? It yeah. all makes sense. Uh, yeah. I walked in it's there. It's almost <laughs> never used for playing bridge. That's funny. Well, they have a dope Kate Moss um, picture out front. So that's right. That's the only reason I remember that. That's all you need. That I'd definitely be picture. interested in learning yeah. more about like those Easter eggs that you have like throughout the space mm -hmm. um, for each of you. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Ben? Uh, where are you back from? Where are you from? What was your previous work before starting Common House? Yeah, I'm from uh, Annapolis, Maryland originally and I uh, went to the University of Maryland. Uh, um, played baseball there and uh, 
got drafted by the Philadelphia Phillies and played with them for four years. Great. <laughs> and, <laughs> I know that. And then um, after that, I went uh, to business school actually at UVA um, at, at Darden, and um, and so that got you know I fell in love with Charlottesville and and um, and that community and and that experience, and ultimately I, I went to New York and did investment banking, um, which I. Did not fall in love with, yeah. um, but um, it was very a few people do. Yeah, yeah, it was a great learning experience. But almost from the start, I wanted to get out of it and definitely do something more entrepreneurial. I got a unique opportunity that would bring me back to Charlottesville. That um, I took over um, uh, Clifton Inn, which is a high-end hotel, restaurant, event space, uh, former Relay and Chateau property, and um, I th saw it as like a really unique. Um, just jump and um and definitely a, a, a jump for sure but um you know it gave me a crash course in hospitality running a business um got me back to charlottesville and um at about the time you know at some point in my first year at clifton uh derek was pulling this this common house idea together and he'd yeah. actually bought a building and was like starting to get like the brand off the ground and he started inviting people to join um that this non-existent club right yeah, yeah, but yeah. He, he put together these beautiful materials and like was inviting you know, like hand inviting people and that went out to like 80 people or so and and i was one of them as like and and i think one of the things that derek was seeing was that you know he's born and raised in charlottesville it's a very different place than it was when he was a kid and you have people yeah. moving there from all over the country you know and world for that matter and um well, you gotta love it when it's live baby yeah i know seriously we're still finishing the building <laughs> <laughs> gotta love the ambiance yeah and um and that's true not just in Charlotte. that's true mm -hmm. here in richmond it's true in um you know in chattanooga it's mm -hmm. true in all these like you know cities that um that are re-urbanizing right. and we're you know us you know we're all around the same age you know we're moving into cities we're living in the cities you know we're, we're being part of that community and and I think Derek saw that happening in Charlottesville and wanted to build more community. And um, and also with all these people like myself who moved from New York to yeah. Charlottesville, I don't have roots there. Right. Like, and so like I wanted to meet new people. I wanted, you know, so I immediately signed up for the club. Nice. And um, and and then that led us to kind of starting to a relationship of like I started asking questions, like kind of like, what are you thinking about this and that? And um and after having run a hospitality business and um, ultimately that um, in that process, you know, I started helping with the business model and um, I have a much different background than Derek. Obviously, I'm much more of the finance and operations and he's much more of the creative vision. And um, and so it ended up being a really good match. And, um, you know, I left Clifton and we kind of went off to the races and it, it was not easy, but it took us a few years to get it off the ground. <laughs> At one point, our building collapsed, and wow. we had to rebuild it. And you know, partially, partially, <laughs> <of course. laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that was you know five plus years ago. Wow, wow, yeah, that's amazing. Um, you know, I love just how different you guys are and how you guys came together. You know, I see how Derek, you're more of the filmmaker, you're the creative, you're the put things together. But then as I hear you talk, it's more of like the rigidity of the finance and the numbers, but then also like athletes. Yeah. <laughs> the hustle. The Something about hustle. the athletes and the hustle. Well, and Derek was an athlete. He played football at Texas Damn. for a year. 
See, there's a lot of overlap. One glorious year. Nice, nice, nice. Well, yeah, you guys falling. You definitely, if you catch an entrepreneurship bug, you know it, right? And you catch all those different little uh, traps. So like your building falling down is just like a beautiful trap. You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, I gotta fix this. No, it's it's super dope. I I've always been interested in seeing or hearing where you guys overlap and like your stories. Um, and I can definitely tell you came from. Um, a hospitality background because you know while i'm here i'm just like i'm, I'm a fly in the wall right i'm moss i grow on trees and i'm just like <laughs> just listening and watching but um the staff here i mean we're members and the staff here is just phenomenal like i mean yeah high end you can feel it and i think it's the only co-working quote unquote doing air quotes because we don't have video <laughs> but um that you know, I'm working and someone will come up and ask me, hey, do you want tea? I'm like, of course I want tea. <laughs> this is a lovely thing to, you know what I mean? Like that, just those things. Oh my God. Yeah. I have a tea face? I have a tea, I have a tea for radio? No, but uh, I think we've been incredibly lucky in um, one, we, we built a team in Charlottesville that's been able to grow with us. And this team is exceptional like you know joe and aaron scala and, and matt green and virginia nelson and all these people who were you know with us at this you know really at the start and but they're all like you know joe and aaron spent you know 15 years in new york working at some of the best restaurants in the world you know same with matt green and and it just happens that they moved back to charlottesville and we were able to convince them to join our team and, perfect case study of what is all about exactly yeah. 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 And so um, and, and we've been very lucky that um, I think that um, really talented, really awesome people have been attracted to this concept mm -hmm. and attracted to helping us, you know, get off the ground and grow. And, and so I think that we've been very lucky in the, you know, really the talent that that um, has become a part of this. I saw that when I was in Charlottesville. Um, I believe his name is Jake or, J or mm -hmm. Jake downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. He was our servers. And when I, when yeah. I ran into you in guys, on the, yeah, yeah. In Charlottesville yeah. on the roof, yep. you guys yeah. were up there having some, you know, maniac conversation about <laughs> convertible note. And I was like, yeah. well, my, my previous business, I dealt with all convertible notes. So like my ears. So yeah, he was our, he was our server that night. He was great. And uh, yeah. I came here and he was here as well. Yeah. I love the way that that works, right? Like somebody can serve you in one place and then now mm -hmm. they can be a member director here. And yeah, there, right. Totally. That's how you. That's how I, we build our businesses as well. And I love that. That was really for me when it clicked. I was like, I'm going to be a member here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like this. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's core to what we uh, want is that we want people to be able to grow within the company and grow with us. You know, obviously Jake was a server and now he's you know, a salaried employee here and run, and helps with membership. Um, and then our membership director in Charlottesville used to be a server and bartender. Yeah. And, you know, he, you know, these people are stepping up. They're like, how do I do more? Right. You know, Dagny started at the front desk in Charlottesville and now she's our concierge manager here. Right. And so um, there's a lot of that. And, and we're really proud of those, you know, all these people who've been like, well, I won't, you know, they're ambitious and they want to grow and, and they do a great job. So that actually brought, to mind a lot of different things um you know from you bringing up and hiring from within and bringing up the people that have you know cut their teeth with you and worked hard and learned from you all but then the community that you're building out and it makes me wonder that has to tie to why you named it common house mm -hmm. in some way yeah yeah and so how does that land on you like why the name common house and how does that thread build into your membership your staff the relationships that you build with the community i think uh 
you know, we are a club, but we are an inclusive club. You know, you can, if you want to be a part of it, you can be a part of it. It's not, you know, like a typical, I don't know, private club or country club or mm -hmm. whatever, where you have to know somebody and you have to get nominated and you have to, you know, all of those things. So we try to keep the barriers to entry as low as possible so we can truly attract a broad range of the community and reflect the community and all that stuff. So um, I think that's the common part. And then the house is, you know, we want this to be, to feel like people's home away from home yeah. and, you know, like something that they own. And, you know, like when you join, you get a key and, you know, that's not so much like a key, like a secret society, but a key, like you own part of this and yeah. you're, you know, like that. this is, this is your, your home. And so those two things together. I didn't think about it that way. Oh, yeah. Just like a super dope key. <laughs> yeah. I was like, look at, totally. It's a conversation piece. I'm like, I just throw it in the <laughs> yeah, that's cool. that thing. Oh, is that my key? It I'm opens sorry. the door in Charlottesville and soon we'll open the door here. Yeah. It just, uh, we, <laughs> and Chattanooga. And Chattanooga too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you remember at all the clubs, you know, that we, um, once you're a member at one, you're a member at all. Um, and so like, yeah, I think that that, uh, you know, I think that it comes down to we've always looked at this as that, you know, while Derek had mentioned some of the inspiration behind this was Soho House. Now, mm -hmm. Soho House is a brand that's built on exclusivity and and very much um, and, and we're not saying that's a bad thing. It's just not what we wanted to do. And um, and they are very much focused on the creative class. Right. And mm -hmm. so like y'all would fall in the creative class. Derek would fall in the creative class. I probably wouldn't. Right. So um, and and we very much thought that it was it could be way more interesting if you're sitting in a common space upstairs in our social hall and it's a barista next to a venture Absolutely. capitalist, mm -hmm. next to a lawyer, next to whomever. And that conversation, an artist and that conversation could be so much more potentially dynamic than, um, you know, having all these different perspectives and people and. And I think that how the membership is built is also, we want this, like, if you look at Richmond, right, like a year and a half ago, um, we whittled down a list of probably close to a thousand people in the city to 40 that we felt were, um, were leaders or were, were really part of all the different communities in Richmond, right? And, and, and so that we could bring this, this really diverse group of people who were, you know, who had a influence or whatever within their communities. And then they bring their communities into here. And I think that um, we didn't, we, we didn't do it exactly like that in Charlottesville, but that's what we're going to do in every other club. Yeah. And, and, and that's something that um, we really want this place to be not just like one group of people. We want to be everyone and we want everyone in Richmond to feel welcome here. And, and it's not only that we want that, which we do, but it's what other, it's what, our members want, right. mm -hmm. you know, our members get turned on by the idea of exactly that, that it's a diverse place in all, in all the different categories. And, you know, if they didn't want that, there are still country clubs and whatever. That'll for that. Take that. Yeah, totally. Great. That already exists. But the place that's inclusive, that's a mix, that's what people are really yearning for. And I think that's why we've had, you know, um, great luck from a membership standpoint, but also from a staffing standpoint, like that's just where, you know, a lot of people's, um, values are. If you measure they, that market too, you measure the market and set up a shop is what we always say. <laughs> yeah, the right. market, if the, if the market's asking for it, do it. Totally. And one thing we always say on this podcast a lot is that 
people look at creativity in general, like if you're sitting next to an artist, you may be intimidated by this artist and that artist may be intimidated by the lawyer, but creativity needs to, is a skill. It can be honed right. in and yeah. everyone has a different way to sharpen that knife. But if you're only in one room with people that sharpen knives the same way, yeah, right. you know what I mean? Like, what are you really doing? So right. that, that's how we see creativity. And that's what, because you know, those are the true here. spaces for change. You know, totally. as you guys were talking about like this, the binding of the classes or the people with different backgrounds having these conversations, I think about just like Ma said, the power of the artist having the conversation with the grassroots activist who's having the conversation with totally. the banker and the consultant and saying, I didn't know that your work was like this, but my work is kind of like this. Yeah, right. And there's a new way that we can look at building and moving things forward in that way because now we've mm -hmm. enlightened ourselves totally. and those spaces in communities and this time and really 2020 overall is just so important total i mean you can see it in politics and you know everyone's talking about that now with you know the filter bubbles or yep. whatever you know people you know one there's a lot of reasons that having your light your social life exist online is not maybe healthy but not least of them being just the lack of diverse ideas and exactly. diverse thought and all that stuff and diverse points of view and everything and we probably need that more than we ever did especially uh we don't want to jump into a political conversation, but the, <laughs> if you look at those numbers, we are a completely divided country. Well, and it, ha country. it, it, I mean, it doesn't know. even have to be, that's not even a political conversation. Yeah, that's, that's just true. like a yeah, reality. Absolutely. And it's like both sides are, can fall into that, mm -hmm. um, you know, dynamic where you're just getting, you know, I see it with, you know, I liked something on Instagram the other day. What's it called? Um, was it a paid uh, ad? Did you click hate through? this or something? Have you seen that? It's like these <laughs> terrible things that people have done in their house. Like they've built their stairs in some stupid way where like the stairs empty into the stove or something. And it's like, that's <laughs> just so dumb. <laughs> totally. So anyway, I liked one of the things on Instagram. Suddenly everything in my Instagram yep. feed is please don't hate this. Yep. And it's like, and suddenly I'm not seeing the other, the other 280 you know, people that are posting stuff that day. <laughs> and that's the bubble. I have the same experience with YouTube. So YouTube will curate based on everything that you're watching. Yeah. And I watch, I like tech. Yeah. So I like watching unboxing videos. I want to know about the new iPhone. What's yeah, yeah, tech. yeah. But I clicked um, something about uh, the new PlayStation that's coming out. Yeah. And then immediately I have PlayStation ads. <laughs> I have yeah. PlayStation reviews from six other totally. people. They're like, oh man, we know you. You're the PlayStation you're the, dude. You want to buy All one, you don't care you? about <laughs> is PlayStations. Well, you know. Man, if we're going to talk the business side of it, we run those ads all the time. <laughs> yeah, so before you start bashing all of it, we're still making good ROI for our clients. And that's why I invest yeah. in I'm Sony. I'm not saying anything wrong ads. about that. There's an honest way, there's a candid way to do it, right? And there's a couple really good documentaries now in terms yeah. of like content pitches that we'll offer um the social dilemma being one of them that's really good seen, yeah. yeah that is super creepy in terms of how they create algorithm yeah we literally watched it we sent to the whole team we're like watch it was like a book report watch <laughs> this and literally next week come with three or four ways that we can't not be that totally yeah. <laughs> because right. we are doing that thing and we can't be known as that totally you know? so totally. there's ways to be creative in anything you do you know like the the lawyer be sitting next to the artist again and not think they're creative, but the person, the artist is like, well, I don't really know how to do my books. And it's like, oh, I'll help you out. You have, there's creative moves in anything you do, there are right? so many ways to be so creative. I always find that you guys do a really good job of that. So 
I love that we dipped our pool, our toes in the pool here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. So Common House here in Richmond is located in historic Jackson Ward. And we've talked about like the members and the people that are in the circle that have come in and now are enriched by it. But you also said that you've gone out and said, like, who are the people in the community that need to be a part of this to make this an authentic space? So talk to us about, like, how has it been working with the city or, like, just how you're being received by the greater community here in Richmond? Because as I, I'm not from Richmond, but as I drive through, I see it's a city in change as well. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of boarded up buildings around here. Totally. Um, which is completely surprising. And so I know that there's a change happening but then there are people that are here. So how how are you dealing with that? And how are you keeping that a part of like your growth plans over the next couple of years? Well, one thing, there's a lot to unpack with that. But, mm -hmm. the, but one thing that's really cool about where we're literally located is that we're on, we're directly on a boundary between two neighborhoods. There's Monroe Ward and there's Jackson Ward. And Monroe Ward was a historically white neighborhood and Jackson Ward was an historically African-American neighborhood. And we're sitting there right on the boundary, which is just a cool metaphorical <laughs> spot to be. Yep. And, uh, you know, I think it speaks to what we're, you know, we hope to stay in that spot, in that boundary where, you know, people from their different places can, can know, come and cross paths. Crossroads. Exactly. I love that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I, I second that. I think that, you know, we had op other opportunities in other neighborhoods in in Richmond and one being yeah. Scott's Edition, right, which mm -hmm. is booming, Blowing. Blowing. Yeah. you know, and like it's packed every night down there with young people and all this stuff. And and it just didn't feel like it, us like it didn't feel like all of Richmond. Right. Mm -hmm. It felt like a certain section of Richmond, whereas like we're right here in the center of the city and and all the different communities have to come through here. And and this felt just way more inclusive of, of all of Richmond and and um, potentially inclusive. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, right. you know, especially now with all the boarded up buildings, you kind of feel like it's been wiped clean a little bit. Yeah. And there's like, right. this like slate blank slate totally where you can create something where literally from the beginning, you can make it clear that this is a place that can be home to anyone anybody that wants to call it home yeah kind of thing and i and the one other you know thing i i'd add to that is that you know the ucrop families are partners here and they've invested in this neighborhood for 20 plus years and um every in this three block radius every mm -hmm. building that is thriving is because of them wow. and um and they um you know, they really care deeply about this city and they care deeply about this neighborhood. They care deeply about bringing the city back together yeah. and back to life. And, and so like, you know, we have a, we don't have open, we, it's not open right now, but it will be soon is we're going to have a public facing restaurant on the, on the first floor. Oh yeah. Oysters, and, man. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Oysters. Yeah. And, that every day, and, man. You know, um, <laughs> and so we, but that was really important to all of us, right? Like, because there are a lot of boarded up buildings on this on this stretch, and like, we want to add to the vibrancy of the neighborhood. We don't want this just to be for our members and their guests. We want this to be for everyone. So, um, yeah, and even before the protests, like, there weren't places that were necessarily boarded up, but there are buildings that are like empty, vacant right, buildings. Decay, right. you, totally. you can tell the difference when you walk down. I like making a lap or two every day. Yep. Yeah. You can tell the difference are the ones that were boarded up for those, those yeah, purposes. Exactly. 
But then the other ones have so much charm in them, and they're just sitting there. Yeah, and I envision that what you guys saw when you came in and saw the saw the building. Yeah, right. I've always been interested about that, and I think it's a perfect segue into how you scale and grow a business. And if I heard Ben say this correctly, it's like, ah, you pick forty people, you grow it, you make you get the most interesting people. That's a scalable like method, right? Yeah. Um, And I've always been interested to hear um, the story behind why it was Jackson Ward versus. It could have been such a quote unquote again sexier place like right. Scott's edition, right? But yep. I love that if it's true to your core values. Totally. And, and you know, the other thing is this city or this neighborhood is old. And, you know, that having that kind of um historical kind of weight and heft to it mm-hmm. is important too, because we want this to be a place that's not like passing through but right. a place that's going to be here for the long haul you want the area with the culture totally. the character the authenticity of why the place is every city totally. has a different thread or a, a, a quilt yeah. of what makes it what it is and yeah. you don't want to come into these spaces i mean i, I know soho house and i yeah. know how stuffy soho house is yeah. but when you say that this is a space for everyone yeah you don't want to go to the up-and-coming place yeah exactly you were never there you, you know what, you know <laughs> yeah, what this right. reminds me of like we are our, our uh, studio at the eaton it's on k street i mean, yeah. I mean that's 1201 k street that's like that's k street i don't know there's yeah. nothing else to say <laughs> the lobbyists yeah but you know we have such a eclectic group of people that go there and that's and they're a you know sustainable culture-based culture first company yeah and so is our podcast and the content that we develop for organizations and groups and brands and we bring them there we're bringing yeah. them there for board six board seven we're bringing them be like hey yeah everybody needs to be a part of this growth like yeah. they, and that's kind of what i saw similarities yeah, in yeah. here totally and I was telling Baka about it. I was like, yeah, you just got to come down. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Well, I think you, one of the questions you had asked is it, that we hadn't really touched on is like, how has the city, you know, accepted us? Or, mm-hmm. and, and, and we've, we've been just thrilled with how we have been embraced yeah. by all the different pockets of Richmond. And, and I think that, you know, you've spent, Moss, you've spent a lot of time here. And I think that you've seen that you know on a daily nightly basis you mm-hmm. know all the different types of people that are coming through here and that's something that we're incredibly proud of and it has nothing to do with us that has to do with our membership committee it mm-hmm. has to do with the city um and that you know they've wanted something like this where um and 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 we feel lucky to you know that they've embraced us and you know um and accepted the concept and wanted to be a part of it that's amazing well um i think before we wrap up I want to get into something a little cool that we do to, you know, break the ice a little bit towards the end of our podcast. And so we call this our little creature break. And so this is a little yes or no, this or that uh, little section of our podcast that we do to really get to know you guys as like entrepreneurs. And um, if you guys give an answer, I might want to ask you to like explain why you gave that answer. Yeah. Uh, So first one we have here. Do you see your life through systems or stories? Good question. I mean, I ha- I I want to say stories because, um, you know, I, I, being a filmmaker and writer, and you know, I I think in stories, but I also, being a filmmaker and a writer that has a brain that sometimes All is a little loose, <laughs> having systems is like keeps me alive, and so I I love systems and I love like this place is a system. This place is a place where we work really hard to put the framework in place so people don't have to worry about the framework. They can just come in and, you know, all that stuff's already been thought through and they can just worry about 
enjoying themselves and meeting somebody or whatever. So I have a real love of systems, but I want to say stories. Okay. How about you, Ben? I'm the same. I'm stories. And like I say that as a guy who's like more of the ops guy here and the finance guy who like is, you know, more or less, you know, in charge of putting a lot of those systems in place. Yeah. Um or finding people who know how to put these <laughs> systems in place. Right. <laughs> um, but I I definitely think in like I have stories, whether, you know, and I think that that's true even when you're in, you know, you're in the model, like you're in the financial mm -hmm. statements, you're like, what is this story that this is telling, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. And, um, and I'm always thinking about that. I mean, probably has a lot to do with the fact that we seem to be always raising money. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. you gotta tell a story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dog and pony show, baby. Yeah. You know it. <laughs> I think the reason we ask these questions too, um, we're still workshopping the name, I think it's Creature Calls. It's a yeah, creature I took calls? out the middle. Creature call break. Yeah, creature calls. <laughs> I call it creature calls because you got to scream it. Like whatever it is that you're saying, yes, it. But we've actually kind of taken it and and created something um, that we do with all the people that we work with and our employees. Um, it's your creative type. These questions are coming and you answer them. And at the end of this podcast, we'll digest it and figure out the kind of creative you are. And some of those versions are the visionary. Some of them are, um, what's another one? Uh, the writer, the artist, right? The different types of the creator, uh, creatures. Yeah. Um, so... I like that you both answer stories because normally when somebody asks that, the entrepreneurs is the visionary. I feel yeah, like yeah, both yeah. of you yeah, guys are going to be system. the visionary yeah. and you answer that question with stories yeah, right. most of the time. Right. So that's Here's a good uh, one. I, I like this question, Moss. I like what you came up with this one. When updates are ready to install, do you restart now? Or remind me tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> remind me tomorrow every Always. time. I have an update, update on my computer that's literally bit, hits me up for months. Yeah. Oh my it's God. It's like if that thing goes away, I'm like kind of sad. I'm like, where's my little guy? So <laughs> so remind me to do this. I feel alone in this world. God, I really want to say that I restart and I just don't. I am so <laughs> terrible about it. I, I, same. I've had the one that's like, remind me tomorrow mm -hmm. over and over. And my computer is, has such patience. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so like, the, the, one of the big reasons too is like, I have so many, so much stuff up. Mm -hmm. And like I don't want to close it all out and then yep. try yeah, to totally. remember what it was all this where you left off. Right. And Too many tabs open. Yeah. <laughs> but totally. then like when the computer says F you and just shuts down on its yeah. own to restart, yeah, yeah. that's when you're like, oh shit, did Fuck. I save everything? Did we I have this funny like my laptop is getting to the point where it's getting oh, yeah, crusty. Two thousand five, two thousand six. <laughs> but I'm notorious for having a hundred thousand things up to the point where it's literally making noise. The computer's going like dying. <laughs> You can hear Moss's fans over the Zoom. It's like, <laughs> yeah. a tough time Another visionary version, though, the um, the remind me later is also a characteristic of the visionary. Oh, I'm gonna really? go guess, yeah, that huh. you guys are gonna come out as visionaries, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you rather be in a cocoon or a beehive? Cocoon or beehive? I mean, the the truth is, I have to say cocoon. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the same. Yeah. Thing. I'm. I'm. Interesting. A little bit of an introvert, it, which cocoon. which is interesting for somebody involved with starting a social club. <laughs> but the, it's kind of, uh, I think that there's some kind of logic to that. I think so. Because <laughs> it like helps with that frame, with the system. With right. like, all right, I can go in and a lot of like, if I just go into a bar or something, I'm like not going to talk to somebody. I probably don't even show up at the bar to begin with. But if I have a system that helps me in, it I'm works in, for me. And, totally. Yeah. 
Interesting. I, I totally agree with you 100%. I would say that I'm a cocoon. Yeah. But in order for me to come out of my shell, the space has to be comfortable totally. for me. And totally. so just like you, to me, it's like you built the common house for, so that you can have the space that's <laughs> most comfortable for you to be outside of your shell or to be, exactly. to be in the beehive. Exactly. Don't you guys have a logo as a bee as well? Is there yeah, a we do. We do. Around? In Chattanooga. In Chattanooga. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Man, what are you? Um, I think I, I think I'm a cocoon as well, though I am like a like very extroverted. Um, mm -hmm. but I am the same. Like I don't like go to a bar and like introduce myself to right. people. Oh. Right. Like I like having the like it's why I would sign up for a social club mm. in five minutes after Derek invited me. It's because like I like the that idea of being in a safe space mm -hmm. where like you're you know, you know, the introduction to people kind of happens naturally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or it's, it's you, laid up a little bit. Yeah. Like yeah. you're doing a cooking class or you're doing something where you, you have to share a table with somebody, you know, and it just like, it comes it, it's facilitated. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah. yeah. But you're not always in a cocoon, right? You, you get out of the cocoon. That's totally. a perfect analogy, actually. Yeah, that's me. right. I'm 100% beehive. I'm you beehiving are. everywhere. You are. You are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just can't be. Dude, when COVID happened, I was losing it. Oh, I was yeah. like, somebody needs to come talk to me. Happy hour? I was trying to make that a thing. I kept getting dead. It was just me with a party hat on and Zoom. Just <laughs> Like, Nobody just text me, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's another guy that's amazing. I love Chauncey. Man. Oh, Chauncey's the, the man. He's the GM here, correct? Yeah. yeah. All right. He's the man. Awesome, awesome. Well, guys, this has been an amazing conversation. Um, it's been a pleasure learning about Common House, about you guys' background, and you know just how much you're adding to the quilt of Richmond. And you know, um, as you know, us as the folks at Candor, and you know, just loving to see things being done in a new way, being done creative, but also being done in a way that cares. Mm -hmm. um, and actually gives a F. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, really refreshing to hear from successful business people. So, um, you well, know. we can tell y'all are the same way, which is uh, makes us. It's a pleasure having you guys here and helping to participate in pulling some of these stories out. Speaking of stories, and um, kind of getting them shared and yeah, and yeah. everything. There's so awesome. many. I mean, just being beehiving around here, I'm talking to people and. There are so many dope stories. I'm like, For every sure. time I hit Buck, I'm like, yo, we got to get this guy in on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. get Naomi in the podcast. We need to get you like the Easter and like the design aesthetics and stuff like that. So yeah. we have to maybe do a part two to talk about. Oh, yeah. For sure. We haven't even talked about the business side of the stuff that I really was trying to get pick your brains on because there was two entrepreneurs as well that have started right, we businesses. Like, we we need to. <laughs> I'm just super curious as to like what those pitfalls were. Maybe we do a part two later Let's down the road. Let's call this episode one. Okay. Let's call this episode, episode one. <laughs> uh, but before we go, because we'll put this on the channels and UMD and EN, this is going to be a good uh, episode for promotion. Where can we hear about Common House? Where can people reach out to you guys? What's on the horizon very quickly that you want to pitch? This is Plug City now. So, yeah, I mean, commonhouse.com. It's pretty simple. We also have, you know, Instagram handles, which, you know, you have at Common House, but you also have Common House RVA, Common House Chat. Um, so we're, we're um, you know, we'll be opening our, um, our third club in Chattanooga um, beginning of the year. And thank you. And it's that place a, looks amazing. Yeah, it's sick. sick. It's like the coolest, coolest building ever. It's, you know, an old YMCA. Um, what we're doing here is much more the template of what we're going to do in the future, right? A lot yeah. more amenities, true downtown club experience, like probably replaces some other memberships you have. And so, um, and we're looking 
Um, we have a couple other projects in the pipeline as well that we are um, we're finalizing, and you know we're looking to continue to expand. We want to be in as many markets as as possible, and um, you know we uh, we love historic buildings. We love cities that are changing and growing, and like more of us moving there. And so yeah. we're we're psyched, and we think that you know post COVID, that's like only gonna like gonna accelerate, exactly. right? And it's so. So yeah, yeah, commonhouse.com. Check it out. Fuck City, look beautiful. Gotta <laughs> <Great laughs> get you on this podcast more. <laughs> phenomenal. Thank you guys so much, man. Thank you guys. This is phenomenal. Thank you all. Right. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on Activated the Future of Content. And we'll be back next time. <laughs> <laughs>